Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. We talk a lot about food when you're camping or just at home preparing a healthy meal for yourself on this podcast, as well as we've had guests on like Jeremiah Daughtry from Build to Plate that was on episode 15, who is a wild game chef. And he taught us all about the field care and butchering your animals and then really some amazing recipes to use with those. But I wanted to get back to the basics because I do realize that there's a lot of people that even just the everyday cooking is overwhelming or if you're like me, you get caught in a rut of what to make. With today's guest, I am joined by Lainey, who I know personally, who teaches others to get confident in the kitchen with Cook With Confidence. And we discuss all kinds of things like her moving from Maryland to LA starting her blog, a food blog, and then how that kind of transpired into her realizing that there was a gap in people feeling confident in the kitchen and creating her program. She goes through, we play a fun little game of what's in my pantry and my freezer, and she tells us what we can make with our bison meat, just giving us a fresh look at how we can get confident in the kitchen and get out of that rut. And she also includes some awesome tools for you. Who is Lainey? She is a former elementary school teacher turned mom, food blogger, and his teaching has always been her passion. And now she's been bringing her two favorite things together, teaching and food. Her main mission in life is to help give people the confidence they need to cook delicious food for themselves and their loved ones. Confidence isn't something that happens overnight. Like any skill, it takes practice and it is absolutely something you can improve. She believes there are no stupid questions. She's so much fun. You'll hear us giggle on this podcast a lot. And this program that she offers with Cook With Confidence is a safe space for everyone to learn, make mistakes, and support one another. She cares tremendously, and I'm speaking from experience, about the success of her students. I really think you're going to get inspired on this episode, or it might be just a really great refresh for shopping for your food or how to prep something and make it bowl lick worthy. Welcome to the show, Lainey. I'm so excited because as we were just saying, we've kicked it kind of around the campfire before. I don't know if we ever actually ended up getting a campfire started, but if there's one thing I know about you, Lainey, is that if we were hanging out and we were just chilling at night, that I would be able to kind of like sit back. I mean, I would want to help because I can't just sit there, but you would have some kind of like spread of food happening. What would I expect to see you bringing around the campfire? If we're just hanging out, what, what would I see? Mm. It's funny when I was thinking about like envisioning, it would depend because if it was my campfire, I think I would have spread, but if I was at somebody else's, Mm -hmm. honestly, I think I would just want to like sit and eat potato chips. Like I want, I want something (laughs) crunchy. Mm -hmm. I want to do nothing. I want like a glass of wine, totally. a glass of wine and some like delicious crunchy potato chips. And I can't like think of anything else except for potato chips, which I don't even, (laughs) (laughs) it must be hanging around me because I am like, chips are my, I can't, they're my kryptonite. It's so hard for me to stop. Good. What's your chip of choice? just like a plain potato chip but I also do like salt and vinegar oh yeah I like the kettle brand salt and vinegar chips they're just it's something that I don't keep on hand all the time probably because I'll just eat the whole bag uh-huh. um but <laughs> true. I don't know I, I just I like things that I mean normally I feel like I would have some sort of like cheese and crackers and like some fruit and some nuts um I don't know if that's so campfirey, but those oh are no just, totally it's just little, little, anything finger food that I can just pop in my mouth easily and still yeah. have a glass of wine on the other hand. Totally. I get it. That's my kind of, that's my kind of snack too. I would love for you to kind of walk us through your backstory. Cause you're currently based in LA, um, or the LA area, but like, tell us who's Lainey, where did Lainey grow up? 
I am from the East Coast, so I grew up in Maryland um, and was there my whole life until I went to college. I went to uh, University of Michigan, so I kind of went from East Coast to the Midwest and then decided to come out to California when I graduated just for the summer. I was just going to go and spend the summer and learn how to surf and what is it now 16 years later I'm still here um met a boy got married had babies and <laughs> I guess I guess I'm here for good that's um, where that's where I am um and yeah I used to be an elementary school teacher and that was also part of why I ended up staying here I got a job and I was teaching first grade at a great school and I loved it and fast forward to I don't know how many years after that 10 years ago at this point um had babies and then eight years ago from just about now started the blog and here we are. I find it so interesting too that because a lot of our listeners are like the small town person Mm -hmm. right but so many of us have so many much like so many more dreams outside of just like the small town and so when you hear someone went to like growing up in high school right you always hear someone that's like when I graduate I'm gonna move to LA or like New York (laughs) Was that always kind of your vision of like, I want to go experience it? Or did you have a friend and you were like, let's just go for it? No. um, Well, so I didn't really have a vision beyond college. Like I was just like, I don't really know what's next. Everybody, I I liked it. I went to a big school. So I like that big school energy. I kind of thought like I love New York, but I didn't really see myself living in New York. Everybody from Michigan kind of moved to Chicago or moved to New York. Okay. And I just, I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't see myself doing that. Um, And I lived with my cousin, who's also my best friend. And uh, she was like, I'm going to go to California for the summer. Why don't you just come? And I was like, okay, like what else am I going to do? So I really moved out here with her again, just for the summer and um, with really no plan. It was just kind of to come out here and live life for a few months and party it up and, um, it was awesome now that I, now that I look back on it, uh, but I didn't really have a plan. I, I did go to school for elementary education. So I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Mm. So I was kind of babysitting and coaching soccer and doing things with kids over the summer. And then just started applying for jobs. And again, didn't plan to necessarily live out here. I would have never thought that I would be living in California my whole life. And honestly, I would be happy to leave. I actually crave the small town. Like now that I'm grown and have kids, I crave the quiet and I just, uh, I would like to kind of get out of the hustle and bustle of a a big, a big city one day. So Mm -hmm. we will see. You will see. And I know if anybody follows Lainey on Life is But a Dish on social media, something that is very big for you as me is getting out and doing your walks. And I know that you crave like nature and being on trees and a little backstory. Lainey came to Park City, Utah and visited and we kept running into the aspen trees (laughs) and you were just like (laughs) (laughs) underneath them videoing them because anybody that's been there like or has seen them, they know that it gives like the most beautiful rustling sound of leaves. What was your first, do you remember your first memory outdoors? Because I know like the trees and nature really speak to you. That is, no one's ever asked me that question before. My first memory of, of outdoors. I, and now that I'm like, oh, I'm like going back through my brain, like picturing. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do have, I don't know if this is my first memory, but my, some of my earliest Vivid. memories, um, the house that I grew up in, it was a townhouse. It was an amazing neighborhood. Like I grew up with tons of kids. We were, I mean, in the eighties, you know, we were outside all day until it was dark out like that we were just outside all of the time and right outside of our house was when i was a kid i thought it was huge but i don't Mm -hmm. think that it was this like forest and huge tall trees i mean it couldn't have been more than 50 yards wide you know in like a square shape but i just remember we just would go in there and explore and I don't even know what we would do, but that was just r- literally right outside my front door. And I lived in that little forest. And so that are, that's kind of 
my earliest memories of trees and maybe that's why I love them so much. I was just going to say, <laughs> now that I hear that story, I'm like, well, now you're, th- you're a therapist. You're a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew we would be having a little therapy session. Oh, I love that. Now that I know oh, that like you love getting out and like I know you find so much clarity on your walks as do I and a lot of people that listen is being outdoors it really clears that headspace for them so I'm always interested to hear people's vivid memories because I do think it it packs a lot um for us as we look at it that's so I love that story I'm so glad you were able to share that you thought about that (laughs) never thought about that I was like being outside what do you mean oh yeah yeah, that's, that's awesome. So you are in LA now and you're a teacher. And then I believe you said you started your blog as you started to have your babies, your girls, you're a mom of two girls. Yeah. Is that what happened as you kind of shifted into the blog and cooking? Yes. So I was teaching. And then when I had, uh, my oldest, who's now 10, she'll be 11 in December. I stopped teaching. I actually got this like random one year homeschool job, which was awesome while she was like nine months old, but I never officially went back into the uh, traditional classroom after that, Mm. had my second child. Um, And so then I had two babies under the age of two and um, I thought, okay, this is a good time to start a business. (laughs) Don't know why. Um, I was already cooking at the time. I was taking pictures of my food and posting on Facebook for, for no good reason. Um, and And what year is this? So this was 2000, Ava was born in 2014. So at that point it was like, okay, am I going to go back to the classroom? Am I going to hire, you know, someone, am I going to do daycare? Like the amount I was getting paid as a teacher was just, it it wasn't worth it for me to go back. I wanted to be home with the girls as much as I could. Um, and so I was taking pictures of food. I was already cooking and I, I used to go on the internet to, get inspiration for dinner and I used, I found food blogs and I was like, oh, this is a this is a job. People are taking pictures of their food and posting recipes online and mm-hmm. this is their this is their job. Like like I could do this? I don't understand. Um and I just started to do more research and I found kind of a handful of blogs that I thought visually looked really beautiful and were so inspiring. And you know, at that point blogs were just blogs. Like there was no crazy social media there was Instagram but you just post a picture and go away it was all about photos it was all about writing um there was no video you didn't know who the person was behind the screen and I was just I there was so some beautiful ones and then there were so many out there that were just like crappy recipes ugly pictures um I was like I can do this I can do this I have delicious recipes I know how to teach I can I want to try this. And so that's literally how it started. And I just, um, this was 2014, October, 2014, I decided to go live with it and try it for a year or two. I basically in the conversation with my husband was kind of like, okay, let's try this for, you know, give yourself like a two year window. We had enough where I could just stay home and do that, be with the girls, um, and not worry about you know, making so much money at that point, but let's see if this can be something. And if at that point it's not, then we have another conversation, maybe need to find something else to do. Um, and if it is keep going Yeah. and we're, we're going (laughs) (laughs) and we're still here. We're still here. (laughs) Were you always someone who loved cooking and being in the kitchen since you were young or did that come after you had moved out? It came after I moved out. I've always loved eating and I've always loved food and I've always been around people and family that loved cooking. And so my mom cooked. Um, I just didn't cook because she just always did. And so we were, I don't ever remember really being in the kitchen together, like making meals. I just remember the excitement around food always, holidays and family dinners and my family just loves food like we could just talk about food all day and like things as simple as going to the grocery store and getting you know a loaf of the of bread and just eating it in the car ride home like we just love we just love food and so I grew grew up loving it but it wasn't until I was on my own where I was like oh well no one's cooking for me so Mm -hmm. um I just started and I fell in love with it too 
do you think that's probably where a lot of like your recipe comes from? Because if you get on lifeisbutadish.com, you can see that so many of them are very approachable recipes. Do you think it's yeah. because you were kind of figuring that out as you were cooking that it wasn't like you had this big culinary experience? I mean, they are <laughs> amazing recipes and a lot of them are very, very elevated, but you break it down enough to where it's digestible. Oh, that was like yeah. a good <laughs> digestible. <laughs> Into bite-sized pieces. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I really believe that my, the way that I cook has a lot to do with my teaching style. And, mm. um, you know, I taught first graders for so long and I taught second grade also, but first grade is really my passion. And there's something about that age developmentally that I, I love, I love breaking down directions, uh, clearly and concisely to the point where a child can, mm not understand something and then I can explain it to them and then the light bulb goes off and they get it like that process is what lights me up inside and so I feel like that style for me just transferred over to my cooking teaching people and sharing recipes uh, became a passion but also the transformation of an adult looking at a recipe and being like, like unsure, I'm not sure I can do this to be able to then explain to them or show them how, and then for them to be like, oh my God, this is amazing and it's delicious and I love it and I wanna make it again and I can do this. It's it's a very parallel process for me. And so um, I don't even remember what the question was, but <laughs> no, that I think was good. just the, the, the simplicity, I just, and also just being a busy mom, like I, I don't, I'm not, not want to make, I found myself, I used to, when I used to follow a bunch of recipes, I would find recipes and I would love it and I would make it and I wouldn't use those ingredients again ever. And they would expire. And I, I just hated that. And so I just started, I found myself using the same ingredients over and over in different ways. And I realized that cooking doesn't have to be complex. It can be really simple. You can get the same handful of ingredients and make a million different things with it. And I just found that that was super helpful for so many people. Um, and that's just the way that I cook. Mm -hmm. You know, I cannot talk about health and fitness without mentioning my favorite supplement and apparel company. That would be Mountain Ops. If you've been here before, you know, you know, I'm always popping in talking about my Mountain Ops and I wouldn't mention it if I truly did not love the products. Something that is key for me for the mountains is getting in an easy mill and that is with Mountain Ops Ammo. It is an easy meal replacement with four and a half servings of real fruits and vegetables and it has 19 grams of protein plus it's low lactose, which is good for my tummy. And you know we love our protein bars. They are literally some of the best protein bars on the market. I would say the best in flavor. I really love the peanut butter one or the caramel. We have these everywhere. And so far, everybody that's tried them says that they have loved it. Another part of my routine and something that's super important for my health and fitness is getting in recovery. And this means good sleep and recovery for my muscles. I'm able to do this with Mountain Ops Slumber. It is kind of like a sleepy tea. I like the cider. Cody likes the salted caramel. Try it. It gives you that whole essence of having the routine, something to sip on at night. It'll help you replace all those glasses of wine that you know you're not wanting to have all the time. And it helps with recovery, good sleep. You wake up the next day feeling refreshed and not groggy. Plus, their new joggers and leggings. Girl, you have to check these out. And don't forget, men, their merino wool pullovers are awesome for the colder months. If you want to check out my favorites, go to mountainops.com and put in the code BRITFREESHIP to receive your free shipping. That's mountainops.com and use my code BRITFREESHIP to help support the show and get your free shipping. After you started sharing your recipes online, were you starting to see more people having that experience with your recipes, but then also maybe like seeing that there was a gap in people maybe being intimidated by cooking? Yes. So that really shifted when uh, video became 
prevalent in the social media space. And it really started with Snapchat. Um, and when this is when all the bloggers started to go from being behind their camera, behind their blog, to in front of the camera. And it was a really scary transition. And I'll never forget it because I, I talk about this all the time, but there was bloggers that, you know, you read their blogs and you make, you make up just like when you hear like singers and like, you don't know what they look like, but you make, you create this whole, you know, version of them. Yeah. You know, I'm reading these people's blogs and I develop this, I paint this whole picture of who this person is. And then they come on to the video and I see them and it's one of two things, either it's exactly who I thought it was and I love them even more and I fall in love or, oh, this is actually not how I pictured you and you're very different than what, how your writing style is. And like, it just, it wasn't a match. And I found myself either falling in love or like not really liking these people. Mm. And I think that's the beauty. It's the good and the bad of video, right? So yeah. if you do connect with somebody and once I started to be able to share recipes and not, and not just post pictures on my blog, but actually show people how to make things, that's when people were like, oh, it was like mind blowing to be able to, it's like watching a cooking show on your phone, right? All day yeah. long. So I, I started to learn that people who would, would say to me like, oh, I used to be really intimidated by this. And then I watched you do this and it made me feel like I could do it too. And that was just such a powerful time for me to be able to just do more and to just help more people believe in themselves that they can, they can cook. How were people finding you on Snapchat? Well, that feels like forever ago, Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, Snapchat. Um, I was so nervous. I was terrified to, to go on video. It was like my biggest fear. And so for a long time, I didn't tell anyone and nobody was finding me. I was just practicing, you know, talking on camera and, and doing all of that. So for a long time, they didn't find me until I slowly started telling people on Instagram to come find oh, me okay. on Snapchat. Not everybody listened. So I had a much smaller community on Snapchat than I did. On, I didn't have a huge Instagram at the time, but large enough. And uh, so I had a, this like really tight knit, small Snapchat community. I don't remember how many people, maybe it was a thousand, maybe it was a few hundred, but everyone who was there, I mean, that was like the first time people were like, could see me and it and it was it was fun and it was felt like a little family and so I don't remember from there and then eventually Instagram stories came and then I was trying to do both and then I was oh. like forget it yeah. <laughs> pick one I wanted to have you on because I love hearing the backstory of how it all began and we've known each other for a while and I've heard snippets but I haven't got to hear like the whole story which is really yeah. fun for me to hear but I know such a large part of what you do is helping people gain confidence in the kitchen and our audience like anybody honestly if you're a human being like you have to eat it's the way it right. rolls and like your kids are needing dinner and lunch every damn day like you yes. just fed these people and they're hungry again every day it's unbelievable it like, still blows how? my mind I don't know yeah and oh every my day. gosh every day <laughs> something and like you're sick of what we're doing okay <laughs> I know you do it <laughs> oh for real someone do it for me can you imagine oh just gosh. like it shows no. up on your counter but I know that so many people we've had experts on that are like professional chefs and have mm -hmm. all this knowledge but I love being able to go back to the basics because that can be a lot of that can be so overwhelming and there's people that aren't there yet they just want to know how to make like a fucking salad or cook a steak. Yeah, like a fucking salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes. what do I do? Yeah. Is Were you finding a gap as you started to get on and interact with people now that video is going? Did you see that there was like a common lack of knowledge in the kitchen around like beginners or intermediate? You know, not as much online because I think that the people who really felt self-conscious in the kitchen we're too mm -hmm. afraid. We're too afraid to speak up to a stranger, mm -hmm. even if they felt like they knew me. People who, I, what I did find that people who didn't feel confident were embarrassed to to admit that. So it actually wasn't until a friend in real life came to me and was like, "I don't know how to do anything in the kitchen," and I was like, "Come on!" <laughs> like I honestly was like what do you mean you don't know how to do anything? She was like, I don't know how to do anything. I can't make 
anything. I was like, Mary, really? <laughs> she was like, would you ever consider coming to my house to, to do like a private? And this is before I had ever created, uh, before I developed my actual program. I just had like ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. She's like, would you come to my house and, and do mm-hmm. a little class and just teach me a few basic things? And I was like, all right. And I went and she didn't know what she knew how to turn on her oven. I mean, she never cooked. They, eat, they ate out wow. seven days a week. And to me, that was a huge wake up call because I, I think was so naive that I just assumed everybody at least could do something Mm -hmm. or I didn't realize that people were truly eating out almost every single night, either takeout or going out to dinner. And that's when I started asking questions. So once I started asking questions, you know, who is like this, how many people, you know, are dealing with this, that's when the floodgates sort of opened and I created that safe space for people to admit that, hey, I don't know what I'm doing and I need some help. And to be able to bring that community together was really powerful. So I didn't really see anybody else on the internet doing that. There's tons of people making recipes and showing how to make them, but nobody really speaking to that person who feels overwhelmed or anxious in the kitchen and doesn't know where to begin and therefore just throws their hands up and feels super inadequate. I mean, that was just a word that she had used. She was like, I feel so inadequate. And it just trickles into so many other areas of your life, right? Like Mm -hmm. cooking a meal isn't just about feeding yourself. Like, yes, we have to do that. But if you're able to cook a meal for your family and your family, or even yourself, and you sit down and eat it, tastes really good. It's fairly healthy and nourishing. It, it, It brings you together and it, it makes you feel good. It makes your family feel good. And it just, it just builds your confidence outside of the kitchen too. And I can, that's like a good word that that when I think of other people, um, even just since getting to work with you and hearing what you do, when I tell people they're like, Oh, like, really? Like, what is it? (laughs) Oh, interesting. Kind of like you, you realize how much anxiety people have around Mm -hmm. going into the kitchen and trying to figure out what the hell to make or even how to make it if it's something that they really aren't comfortable in the kitchen. Did you find that people were like struggling with just coming up with stuff or like, how do I cut things? How do I boil? Was it, or was it kind of a melody of everything? It's a little bit of both. At first I thought it was just, I mean, I would say the number one complaint, not complaint, but difficulty that people had was like chicken, right? Like how do I make chicken actually taste good? It's always dry. It's always rubbery. So boring. So when I first created this program, it was, I started with chicken, like week one, we're going to dive into chicken. I'm going to teach you all about it. And then we did like chicken and, you know, salad and veggies and pasta or whatever, just some basic stuff. And I did that for a few times. And then I realized, okay, well, there's actually so much more. There's so many more things that you need to deal with before you even get into the kitchen and into cooking with food that there were people who couldn't even set foot in their kitchen, not everybody, but some people who just even the thought of going in there was overwhelming, anxiety producing, caused so much dread and they didn't know where to begin. So even just starting with the chicken was too much for some people. So that's when I kind of really backed up and realized that people don't know how to use a knife. They don't know what kind of knife they should have. They have 15 knives and they only need one or they're they're using the one wrong one and it's causing their prep work to be frustrating and overwhelming and taking too much time. So teaching people uh, how to set up your kitchen for success and getting rid of all of the expired spices and the things in your pantry that you don't use and um, understanding how to use your pots and pans. You know, what's the difference between stainless steel and cast iron and nonstick and how to use those. Just that knowledge alone gave people confidence to then they were excited to start cooking. Once they understood the tools in their kitchen, they were like, all right, let's go. Like, I can't wait to start chopping. I can't wait to use this pan. And that's really what you need as opposed to just like walking into the kitchen that's already overwhelming, taking a piece of chicken and don't even know how to do it. It was just like the chicken before the egg sort of thing. Totally. I don't know what the saying is. <laughs> yeah. What came first, the chicken or the <laughs> egg? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that is so true. And like anything, you're right when you say it when you break down your pantry staples, your pans, your knives, those really are tools 
and they that is what they are their tools to be able to help you with the final product yeah and like anything especially our audience will resonate with that like you can't build something without knowing how to use the tools and the best tool to get the job done efficiently right. and well so right. i do think that's very important is there something that you would say to somebody that's listening that's a little bit maybe they're just like they cook the same thing over and over again they use a lot of freezer meals even that they just buy is there something that you could say someone could do to feel a little more confident in the kitchen starting out confident or so i feel like it's two different things like the person who's just like in a rut like doing the same thing or they're or they are they doing are they using those freezer meals because they don't know they're where using to start? the freezer meals because they don't know where to start okay so i would say that you know part of my mission also is to help people not be so tied to a recipe so a lot of times people think that they read a recipe and they're like, oh, I don't have this and this or, and, and ugh, I don't want to buy that ingredient or I don't like that ingredient. And so they just are like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I don't like it. So empowering people and teaching people how to look at a recipe um, and make swaps and make it work for you. Like that, that's also a skill that I found that people did not have. Mm -hmm. And so if you're someone who is too afraid to even start, if you're able to, you know, go online, go either, you know, to like food network or something like that, or find a blogger who you trust and who you connect with. If something looks good to you and you can trust that it, it's fairly easy and looks doable, just try it, try the recipe that looks simple enough and you can trust it if there's good reviews and just see what happens. Because I think, I think so much of it is we're just in our heads and we, and we think, okay, well, what if it, what if I make it and it doesn't turn out? And I used to say this to my students all the time and it doesn't turn out. <laughs> like, <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't turn out, but at least you tried and, yeah. and you'll learn something. And if you, and what I try to do is to create that, again, that safe space where if you try something that doesn't work out, come to me and ask me the questions and let's, let's talk through why it didn't work out so that next time you do try it, it can, but I think just getting out of your own way and trying something and with intention. So trying it. And then if it, again, if something goes wrong or doesn't work out, start asking questions like what, what happened? Like, did it burn? Did it, did it burn because my oven's too hot? Just really starting to pay attention while you're cooking and to, to just start noticing things can really help, help to build your confidence as opposed to just like following the recipe exactly and being so focused on what the directions say and not noticing if your pan's too hot or was the heat too high. So again, just, just start paying attention when you're, when you're cooking and just try something out, just try it and see what happens. You might surprise yourself. Are you big on like following, especially for a beginner? Are you, do you tell beginners to like follow the recipe verbatim? Depends. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I'm, if I'm like teaching them and if it's like, you know, if it was just some random person on the street yeah, I, and I wasn't like working with them and helping them through it, I might say, yes, you know, just go, if just start to follow it, um, until you get really comfortable, like find a recipe that you can make, follow it. And if it works for you, make it again, make it again, make it again next time. And maybe you've made it five times at this point. Okay. Now try when you're measuring out the salt, like maybe don't measure it using a measuring spoon, like start, mm -hmm. maybe swap out an ingredient, like find a recipe that you're really comfortable with and use that as a guide and start playing with things. Start again, start noticing, swap out the vegetables, swap out the protein, um, and just start, you know, building your confidence with something that you're already really comfortable with. Yeah. I think when I talk to people about cooking and I am not near the cook that you are or have the knowledge, but I find a lot of times too, people like do not utilize seasoning and it blows mm -hmm. my mind. Mm -hmm. So I like, seasoning. yeah, I'm all about the seasoning, but I like the idea of for somebody that's starting out or wanting to get better in the kitchen, following that recipe, um, like you said, and kind of measuring it out and then like smelling the aroma and getting mm -hmm. an idea of what it is or what you could add but you're right. Getting kind of that base is yes, solid for sure. For a sure. lot of our audience harvests and raises their own meat or grows their own vegetables. Uh, so those are things that we have on hand a lot. 
But a lot of these people are doing it. They grow it. They love it. And that's what they're wanting to, to use as their organic food. But then they're like, what do I, what do I make with this besides just like steak and vegetables every night? Do you have any tips for being able to keep like your staples on hand, but get a variety of meals out of them? I do not hunt my own food, (laughs) (laughs) but you you know, I do not. Um, I think it's so cool. I think it's just so it's, it's like when I watch, I know you guys do a lot of that. You do a little bit of both, but when I watch and see what you guys are doing, I'm like, how is this, how is this the same? Are we in like in the same world? Like it feels like another (laughs) world away. It's so cool. Um, so kind of, here's how I do it. And okay. I think this is, this takes practice and it, it takes, it takes practice. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a skill, but you have to really push yourself. So mm-hmm. for me in my freezer, I always have a variety of things. I always have, and things that we like. So I'll have chicken, I'll have ground turkey, ground beef, ground chicken, maybe some fish, some steaks, just always like frozen, you know, some sausages, different types of things to have on hand in the freezer, different proteins. Mm -hmm. Um, then my pantry is always stocked with things that I know that we use. So we have different pastas, so different shapes, gluten-free, regular, um, different rices, sushi rice, white rice, brown rice, quinoa, um, different cans of beans or, you know, canned artichoke, just things that I know that we're going to use tomato sauce. And those things are always on hand. So Mm -hmm. then all I'm left to really shop for or grow is produce. And you can, if you're growing, you're growing things that are in season and, um, if you're shopping, you know, you, you pick out what looks good or what's in season and what inspires you. So then at any point you can pull a meal together because you have the protein, you have a stocked pantry and you have your produce and it just takes practice in figuring out different things to do with it. But I might in the beginning of the week for my freezer, pull out maybe, you know, some ground turkey, some ground beef and some chicken, maybe a whole chicken, depending on what it is. And I won't necessarily know exactly what I'm going to do with it at that point. But if I have ground meat, I know I can do meatballs. I could do meatloaf. I can do a, a pasta sauce. You know, if I have sausages, there, there's just thinking of different things that you can do with the meat. If you have chicken, you can throw it in the slow cooker and do a chili. You can put it on the grill. You can, so just trying to kind of push yourself to think of different ways to use the meat. And I think it's helpful if you have different cuts. So like if you don't just have steaks, for example, Mm -hmm. um, but having like ground meat versus a a steak versus a whole chicken versus a breast, like it's still kind of the same thing. It just is presented differently and just helps to keep things a little bit more exciting. That's probably when it's good to go back to like the basics, like you said, figuring out the recipes that you like and you know you can make. Yeah. And kind of keeping that list on hand and then knowing, like you said, to keep the pastas and things like that on hand. Yeah, exactly. And I always try and remind myself that too, when shopping, do you always try and like maybe grab like an extra can of something or an extra thing of pasta so that you know you've got it? (laughs) Yes. I I don't have a a ton of space, but I always try to not to always, like when I get down to one, that's Uh when I'll go buy more. Like I won't wait till I'm out because when you're out, then you forget to, to go buy it. Yeah. And that's when you need it. That's when you need it (laughs) for sure. Like I have been out of lasagna noodles for God knows how long. And I should have, why did I wait? And now every time I go to make a lasagna, it's like, it's, I don't have it. So always try to stay on top of it. That's what I need. That's like, Lainey has the, uh, no fuss lasagna, right? Yes. That's one I want to try because my boys love lasagna and it's like homemade and so easy but that's you, like what it comes down to right it's, yes you waited on that caesar dressing for i know too i really long. did you should oh. have learned your lesson because <laughs> you will make that lasagna every week it's i should so good and so okay. easy that's my new like goal because and that one's one of them too like you hear lasagna yes that's a perfect example being like there's no way in hell i could make a lasagna and in a decent amount of time yeah, I know, yeah. Probably pantry staples, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them are yeah. pantry staples. Yeah. Yeah, I need it's to make so, that. It's so easy. I have, I created actually a page specific for your listeners that has um, like curated of like my top 10, like 
quick and easy recipes that oh, if you're perfect. again if you're like I don't even know what recipes to try like these will work and they're delicious and so if you're looking for one the yes. no fuss lasagna is on there oh you don't good have to boil noodles you don't have to do anything crazy it comes together in 10 minutes and then you just put it in the oven and it's it's so, so good. good oh so good. yeah I will I'll put that in the show notes you may have heard Lainey kind of mention that she was going to give me a link to put in the show notes, which means wherever you're listening to, you just swipe up from where you're listening. And that is the show notes and where you can find all of our favorite things. And I have to tell you, one of my favorite things is the link that Lainey just gave to us. Go to lifeisbutadish.com forward slash reckoning, and you are going to hit a juicy, delicious landing page that Lainey has created for you guys. And and I cannot believe it. She gave Reckoning listeners $100 off her Cook with Confidence program. So then you can learn to cook with confidence. You just have to use the code reckoning when you click that little button that says join Cook with Confidence for $100 off. Again, go to lifeisbutadish.com forward slash reckoning and take a scroll through all the delicious things she has for you. I think there's like 10 recipes on here ready for you so that you can start cooking a delicious easy meal. One of them's on there that she's mentioning. And again, use reckoning for $100 off cook with confidence. Okay, I didn't want you to miss out on that killer deal and that page. So now that you know, let's get back to the episode. I was thinking about that lasagna actually the other day when I was thinking of meals to make for camp. Mm. And I was like, if I put that in like a, we usually do like the disposable aluminum pans. It's just easier Mm -hmm. when we're away. I was like, I think I could do that. And then when it's cold outside and we're outdoors to have like a hot lasagna to eat after glass of so wine. Would you do you have do you I, I have never oh, camped yeah. in my life? <laughs> <laughs> would you bake it before or you put it like over the fire? You have like an oven? So yeah. So in our trailer, I want oh, to this is so much fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We do have it. We do. I mean, it depends on what kind of camping there is. There are yeah. two different kinds of camping, but I would say in this point, I would do it in the trailer because we have an oven in there. We do. It's yeah. like a little gas oh, yeah. oven that you can it's light. A yes. Yeah. You think I should? Yeah. Okay. We're going to oh, try that. And I then, want lasagna on the campfire. I want that. <laughs> yeah. Or put it on my Traeger and smoke. It would be really good because when you Ooh. do that, then the cheese gets the like aroma. Mm-hmm. Okay, I might do that too at home. And then we've done before, you'll like this. We just get like the garlic bread, which maybe you have like a garlic butter recipe or something, but I'll just buy the like the store bought. (laughs) Semi homemade, okay? Yes. And like buy the store bought, and then it comes in the like the aluminum packaging, you know, already. Yes. That you would put in the oven, and I'll just throw Uh that on the coals Mm. in the campfire. So good. Yeah, see? Okay, we're (sighs) going to try that. We'll try Laney's lasagna at camp with my campfire (laughs) and now I'm craving now now that we're chatting I'm craving the chicken Caesar wrap oh my gosh yes you need to do that I like I had to quit making that dressing because it's so easy it's your Caesar Uh dressing and I'd put it in a mason jar which Mm -hmm. just fits the aesthetic anyways but I had to quit making it because I was dipping everything in everything. <laughs> I would like mayonnaise. open the jar and just like be dipping just, everything. Like, take a sip. Yeah. Just like pour it in my wine glass and go on with myself. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, okay. I'm going to try that. I think that sounds amazing. And see, that's something so easy. That's yeah. I'm really excited to try to camp. I think people would really enjoy something like that for being outdoors too. Yes. I would love if you would play a game with me. Okay. <laughs> I know your specialty, like we've already kind of talked about, is being able to, people love seeing like when you post what's in your cart and what you've got. Um, but your specialty, I think too, is you are so good at showcasing that as long as you kind of keep, like you said, your staples on hand, it's amazing what you can throw together for a dinner for your family. And it, especially when you're like, oh my God, the girls are getting off school. I don't even, I haven't even thought about dinner yet. What am I going to make? And then by the end of the night, you guys are having this incredible dinner. So I would like to play to showcase, like what currently do I have in my pantry? I'm going to think of what I have 
and if there's something you could help me decide to make for dinner. So scary. Scariest <laughs> game ever. I feel like so much of what I make is just like a variation of the same thing. And I feel yeah. like, I feel like a reason why some people get so bored with their recipes is that is exactly what you said earlier is that mm-hmm. it just doesn't taste that good. It's not seasoned properly. Like to me, I'm maybe also I'm a creature of habit. So like, mm-hmm. I like kind of this similar, not the same thing, but similar things, but I can do this. If I can roast cauliflower and make it taste delicious, I can roast a a different vegetable with the same seasoning. And to me, like that's different enough. You know what I mean? So like, let's, let's go, let's see what I come up with. I feel like it's not good. It's not going to be anything crazy. (laughs) No, it's good. But that's like people that's the basics. Sometimes I think are the best. Yeah. I'll just like ramble off. Let me think of what I have in my freezer. Okay. I have ground bison and I have bison steaks and bison roast. I have chicken. I have frozen chicken breasts okay. um, in my pantry. So that's like my meat. Is that good enough? Okay. Sure. In- choose one. Choose one. Choose one. Um, yeah. one give me a protein. Yeah. Okay. Give me, or give me, give me either. You want to hear what's in my pantry though? Sure. To like work with it. <laughs> Yeah. Are you go. that good? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> You've never played before me either. This is new. I'm making this up as we go. Uh, in my pantry, I have, I have pasta. I have like spaghetti noodles. I have swirly noodles. That's how professional I am. I don't know what they are. They're swirly noodles. Like swirly noodles, like pasta? Like I rigatoni, no, rigatoni. What are the- No, rigatoni is a short yes. fat. Oh yeah. The, they spiral. Lady. Fusilli. Fusilli? sure but it's pasta it's pasta that's yeah, all pasta. that matters right okay yeah uh i have <laughs> i have crushed tomatoes i have black beans pinto beans kidney beans I okay have what, what about produce produce, produce i have, have spinach brussels sprouts mini peppers um cucumbers i kind of go shopping do you have coconut milk I don't have coconut milk. Oh, damn. I want you to make the dinner I made last night. (laughs) You're feeling hopeful. I don't have coconut milk. I just have like a, I have fair life milk. I don't have coconut milk. Is that something I need to keep on hand? Coconut milk? Yeah. Have you made my coconut? Well, maybe not. Cause if you made my coconut rice, then I would, you will, you will (laughs) eat it every second of your life. Okay. Adding that to my list. Coconut milk. It is a full fat coconut milk. Okay. Full fat it's beyond and it makes an amazing chili also and it's easy to make i would assume it's easy it's so easy have you not made the instant pot uh coconut lime green chicken chili or whatever guess what i don't have an instant pot oh it's okay slow cooker you can make it in the slow cooker okay anything that's in the instant pot can be made in the slow cooker cooker. got it so like if you don't have an instant pot it's okay okay um okay i'm gonna tell you what i made last night that was so good and you can you can do a version of this so okay i i'm very into ground meat so like mm-hmm. i just find it it's so versatile there's so many things that you can do with it you don't have to like slice anything or like worry about if it's like cooked all the way through like mm. it's just i find it easier it's hard to overcook it it's usually in some sort of sauce i just i just you can shove it in your mouth faster <laughs> just, <laughs> just good yes so let's take the ground bison for example which okay. i don't we don't have a lot of bison here or we have it, but I don't, you know, it's, it's like ground beef, right? It's yeah. Like the yeah. Same, yeah. Yeah. But better. Um, but better. So much better. A little bit leaner, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did my picadillo last night. Have you done the picadillo? Right. You have like a version of it. I know on it. Gotta get it's my so live bad stuff on. <laughs> um, so basically it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be picadillo. I didn't even have all the ingredients. I didn't have any olives, so I left that out. But it's basically just ground. It's basically like a very saucy taco-ish meat. Okay. Um, kind of like a sloppy joe, but not sloppy joe flavors. A little mm. bit. And use whatever you have. I use, so I did a mixture of turkey and beef, which I love the combination of mixing ground meats. It just, it, I just love that. But cook that up with salt, pepper, garlic powder, paprika, cumin. If you want a little chili powder, throw that in. Do you have tomato sauce? Yes. You have the crushed tomatoes, crushed yeah. tomatoes, or your favorite jarred tomato sauce. Add a little bit of that. 
if you have tomato paste, add a little bit of tomato paste for some little extra uh, flavor. If you have any chopped tomatoes, like throw in whatever, like tomatoes or olives and just get it nice, add a little bit of water so it gets a little bit like saucy. Mm. Cook up some rice if you or pasta, either one. I love it with rice. I did it with coconut rice and it was amazing. Mm. But you can also flavor your rice with, um, you know, garlic powder, some turmeric, and it turns it nice and yellow and bright and just like different than just like a white rice. And then I sauteed up, I just chopped up. I didn't even shred it. I just chopped it up into like cubes, just some cabbage. When's the last time you had cabbage? Oh, it was, is so, so good. good. I just sauteed <laughs> some cabbage with literally salt, pepper, garlic powder. And it got like caramelized and delicious. And I just tossed it all to, I just put it in a bowl and it was like the rice, the picadillo and the cabbage. I was licking my plate. If you don't have to have cabbage, you had spinach. You can just throw the yeah. spinach in there, chop up whatever vegetables, but like that meat mixture with the rice and the veggies. I, I'm, I'm drooling. I'm drooling. I had the leftovers before that is so good. <laughs> And so it, how like, fast did that come together too? It was 6.30 and I was like, what am I making for dinner? Ugh. And it was like, I mean, you're doing everything at the same time. Like it does mm -hmm. take time management, like especially if you're doing it that late. But once you get the rice going, like it, again, this takes practice. So you think about, okay, what can I start that's hands off that can do its own thing, the rice. So the rice takes one and a half minutes to prepare. It does its thing. And that rice cooks while you're doing everything else. So while the rice is cooking, you're sauteing, I actually cooked in the one pan, I did the cabbage first, removed the cabbage from the pan, and then I cooked the meat in the, that same pan, and then it was done. So, I mean, it's 30 minutes or less, and it takes, again, a little and bit of planning. minimal dishes. Minimal dishes. Even better, Lainey. so good. Oh, that sounds good. Eat it. See, now I have you a dinner plan. Now you have dinner. <laughs> it was a trick. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to season it though. That's right. I think people, I don't I think people that even cook aren't utilizing seasoning enough. Yeah. Yeah. It should be your food should taste. And I saw someone, I think I shared it a couple of weeks ago, but I used I always say to my to my people, mm -hmm. when I'm taste, I mean, if you're making something that you can taste as you go, obviously, but if you taste it and it's like fine it's it's not quite there yeah fine's when not you, good enough fine is not good enough but i think a lot of people it's not bad it's just like whatever it's 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 good like it's fine but when you taste your food if you don't want to literally start dancing or if you don't smile or where you're like oh this is so good it's missing something it's missing salt it's missing an acid it's missing it's usually a salt or an acid like a squeeze of lemon or splash of vinegar or an extra could be a teeny tiny pinch of salt. Like that can be the difference between like, this is fine versus I'm licking my plate and dancing. It's so good. So season your food. Season your <laughs> damn food afraid. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I really, you should be wanting to like get excited. Like you do about your, like your dinner you just had last night that you're just mm. thinking about it all over again. Cause it was that oh. good. And it's such simple ingredients that you just told us about. Yeah. That you put together. Even my kids were eating the cabbage. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> That's Crazy. a win in itself. Such a win. Oh, yeah. We used to do a cabbage that made me think of it. And I haven't done it forever, but it was like, same thing. Like, what the hell am I going to make? And I was like, we have cabbage, which I don't really know why I had cabbage. That seems kind of weird now that I back then anyways, and then like chicken and then rice. And so I like sauteed the cabbage with like a teriyaki kind of a sauce mm -hmm. and the chicken and my husband was like what Delicious. did you just make us and Delicious. I was like I have no idea but it's so good <laughs> so good those are the best the happy coincidences I, I love it I love it I'm sure everyone's listening and there's probably a few that are like okay these are solid tips and I I want to expand my knowledge. I want to feel that confident or I want to be that excited about my dinner the way Lainey was, or the kids were just eating like that. How is it that somebody can kind of work with you or build their knowledge based off of what you were just saying? Yeah. So there's a couple ways. Well, you can find me 
anywhere on the internet. So my my website has all my recipes, lifeisbutadish.com. There's uh, over 600 recipes, as Britt, as you it's well know. so crazy. <laughs> There's a lot on there. <laughs> like, this is um, new. It's old. <laughs> yeah. I find new ones every day. Lots of things in there. So all my recipes live there. And then on social media, on Instagram and TikTok, I do lots of tutorials and there's reels and um, I live in my stories. And so if you're just looking for to get some inspiration or to maybe learn a thing or two, you can always DM me, email me, ask me questions there. If you're really serious about like making a big change and you're like, okay, I don't know how to cook or I do know how to cook, but I don't know how to deviate from a recipe. And I'm, I really want to make a change and get better. And I want to do it now. I have a program called cook with confidence, which walks you through kind of an, it's meant to be kind of like an eight week thing, but it's self-paced. You can go at your own, on your own time. Um, and it just kind of walks you through kind of the things that we were talking about from all the way from the kitchen audit to knife skills, to chicken and red meat and soup and pasta and salads, fucking salads and (laughs) all the basics to kind of get you from from zero to 10 and not to be a top chef, but just to feel comfortable and confident in the kitchen for you and your families. And on that, on that link that I'll send to you, there is a coupon code on there for that course. So, Oh, awesome. That's so sweet of you to give them a discount on that. I am curious since doing that, have you had anybody that like has went through it and are like, since doing this, I've now been able to feed my family. Has there been like a big aha moment for somebody? Oh my gosh. So many. And I, 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 it's truly, you know, I, I developed this course, not on purpose, but right before COVID hit. And so it couldn't have been more perfect timing just with everybody at yeah. home and being everything really shut down. Yes. <laughs> um, number one, we're wiping down our groceries. Yeah. Know, everybody like, whatever that, <laughs> it was Amazon. Whatever. I know crazy. So I worked with a lot of people very closely during that time. The program was not self-paced at that time. It is now because people need flexibility and they're getting back to their time. And and that's just how it works best now. But so many people whose lives were truly transformed. Um, I had women who would have actual panic attacks going into their kitchen, thinking about trying to cook. And they just like opened up Pandora's box. Like they just needed to hear things a certain way and to have permission to be able to do things simply and has completely changed their life in the kitchen. I have people who, um, this woman sent me a message several months ago who, since the program, this was now like six months after the program, she was like, I now cook with, she said it was her boyfriend, but now it's her fiance. We cook together almost every single night. Uh, He has kids and they sit together as a family. She was like, this program, like has brought me closer to my family and truly has changed my life. Like, again, it's not just about learning how to cook a piece of chicken properly. It's about not only the confidence that you build in yourself, but also that you pass on to your children. Like if, if you're listening to this and you know that you had a mom or a dad who never, who never cooked, you probably never really learned to cook and you don't have those life skills. And now here you are needing to come to me to to teach you how to do it. And so I want my kids to be able to go out into the world. And even if they just know how to make scrambled eggs and some pasta and a sandwich, at least they can do that. It, it really, it's not just about, this is not about being the best chef. This is about life skills to carry on forever. You're such a wealth of knowledge, whether it comes to even just, you know, someone that does know how to cook or a mom stuck in a rut or dad or whomever, and they're just needing something to shake things up, whether they go to just lifeisbutadish.com or they decide to hone in on their cooking skills and get more confident with their cooking. And I think everyone can step it up because I know it can be stressful. A lot. <laughs> like it's we said, they, like you always like, you got to eat, man. You got to yeah. eat. Yeah. yeah. And also Lainey, nor- just normalizing that even as someone who loves to cook and enjoys mm-hmm. it, it. I also oftentimes don't want to make dinner. Agree. That's okay. And like, give yourself breaks and order takeout and go out. That's all okay. You're not going to cook seven days a week, even though we have to eat. 
yeah exactly i know i was cooking last night and i was like i forgot how much i like enjoy this this is kind of like meditative for me yeah. but then some nights it's like fuck this i don't want to do yeah. this anymore nope. not interested <laughs> it just depends but i have the skills to do so when i need yes. to laney i appreciate you coming on tell them one more time where they can find you on social media and your website and i'll put it all in the show notes below yes um lifeisbutadish.com is my website and then at life is but a dish on social media Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Please don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating interview. It seriously helps more than you know. If you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on Instagram at The Reckoning Podcast or me at Brittany.Long. We're excited to chat with you next week. <laughs>